Welcome to Friends Who Design, a show about UX and product design. I'm Dennis Camacho. And I'm John Angelo. And in this first episode, we're going to introduce ourselves. How does that sound, John? Sounds good. Let's do it. So John and I are two best friends, um, extremely passionate about products and very passionate about design. And we're extremely happy to share that passion with you. Yeah, and this episode is more so an intro to the series and to us. For both of us, design is more than our jobs. It's our biggest hobby. And we talk about such a wide range of design topics nearly every day that we figured, (laughs) why not just talk about it with mics in front of us so that other people can join in this conversation with us? It's long overdue. Yeah. So uh, throughout the series, we will be discussing emerging and foundational design topics aimed for both new and veteran designers, at least as best we can, because it's (laughs) kind of hard to do at times to inspire, motivate, and to just have fun. Yeah. We'll discuss our design experiences, product thinking strategies, and the latest and greatest solutions, trends, and tools. That sounds great. And, and, you know, we're going to try and chat with industry designers, uh, chat with people we work with, uh, some who are pretty amazing. And we'd also love to chat with you guys. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. So, John, I'm extremely excited uh, that I can't hold it in anymore. But today, basically, to you guys, the listeners listening in right now, Uh, The reason we decided to start this podcast today is because of this tremendous, amazing opportunity that we have today. Should should I tell him now or just let them wait? Yeah, I'm ridiculously excited because he's my favorite (laughs) industrial designer. Yeah. Arguably the most legendary design icon of our generation. He almost never does interviews and somehow we got him as an interview for this episode. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. Do you want to see who that person is? Johnny Ive. Johnny Ive. Johnny Ive. Like the one and only Johnny Ive. Uh, So, John, let's start with uh, getting to know you a little bit more. So can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, well, for me, I'm a product designer at Facebook. Um, Before Facebook, I was at Google leading some design efforts for YouTube. I also worked on some secret projects that are still due for release, like YouTube TV. Which I'm extremely excited about. So, yeah, if we're diving into background, uh, I'm a bit of an eclectic soul. Uh, I grew up in Indiana, North Carolina, Japan, and Italy. Then I birthed my adult life and career in D.C. and Silicon Valley. These environments made me me and kind of formed my design philosophy. Yeah. Before that, I worked at Autodesk, and I also founded and led a design studio called Ale Media. And I worked for five years on sensitive projects contracted for the U.S. government, most of which I can't really speak much about. (laughs) So, yeah, I specialize in interaction design, heuristics, semiotics, and globalization. I started off as more of a UX engineer and phased into a predominantly interaction designer as the UX industry became a little bit more mature around the time of the release of the first iPhone. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I actually have a very similar story to the, to the iPhone thing. Um, so I'm a self-taught designer. I started my career a few years back freelancing on my own, helping small businesses communicate design to their users and to their customers. Good old days. Yeah, seriously. My main focus at that time was graphic design and visual design work, um, which eventually transitioned into just like UI design, right? I love how we're throwing out all these like visual design, graphic design, yeah, UI design. Yeah, it's crazy design, too. I just thought about UX it. Like the, the irony of the fact that like you come from more of a traditional graphic design background yeah. and I came from more of an engineering heavy yeah. background. So our listeners are going to get a little bit of both sides there. You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so speaking about the iPhone, when the first iPhone came out, I think like you, I fell in love with the product so much that I started slowly shifting my career more into UX design. And I think for most designers at that time, it was a very similar 
uh, kind of transition because at that time there seemed to be less and less of a need for graphic design work and more of a need for that inter interaction design work right yeah people started really getting it around that time yeah and so like over the last few years i've worked on mobile and desktop products at capital one at aol i also worked at sap you, you mean at oath <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and um I also worked at uh, SAP where I worked on a learning management system, which was uh, really cool because um, I consider myself a lifelong learner and all this stuff. And and today I'm working at what I think is one of the best companies in the world, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's been a journey and uh, I'm glad to be here. And, you know, it's it's been fun. So, John, I think we should talk a little bit about ourselves and we should get into the bromance, as our friend Tom calls it. Do you want to tell them a little bit about how we met? Yeah, many years ago, Dennis and I met at a design meetup called Nova UX. The DC area is the small UX community, and at the time, there were just a handful of UX groups or designers in general board. In fact, most government organizations were lucky to just have one designer. Yeah. So uh, the biggest of these groups was Nova UX. Shout out to its founder, Jim Lane. Yeah, great guy. Um, yeah, and uh, so a few meetups uh, end. Uh, There's a session about user psychology, need to knows, and I met Dennis there. But uh, yeah, Dennis tells us the next <laughs> part better than me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So at at this uh, design event, I saw John from a distance throughout the event. And when the event was ending, it hit me that I wasn't the only person of color in that room at that moment. And the amount of joy that ran through my body to see another minority in a Northern Virginia tech event was so satisfying at that moment that I, uh, I naturally ran towards John and was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I think I kind of scared John a little bit because I think it felt like I was hitting on him and trying to get his number, which I was, but just to network. It wasn't to take him out on a fancy date at Red Lobster or anything. And thankfully, John and I uh, clicked and many years later, we're basically family at this point. Yeah, yes. And by the way, there like aren't many minorities in UX, so our rare sightings of each other really stand out. Like I have met possibly like you know less than ten people that I've worked <laughs> with that have you know been like you know black or Hispanic or something of the sort. So um, yeah, we definitely stand out, and we bonded over the oddity of that. We were tempted to actually start this episode referencing that old Wayans theme song, like we're designers, we're happy, and yeah, we're singing, and we're colored. <laughs> da 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 da. Give me a high five. <laughs> <laughs> and like at one point, Designos Harmonos was floating around <laughs> as a series title, the yeah. Gus from Breaking Bad reference. But we didn't want to highlight any of that in the series. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, listeners might not know our cultures from listening or anything. But like, mm -hmm. I'm black, <laughs> and tennis is brown. Surprise. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if brown is even the right term for Latino these days. <laughs> My uh, Middle Eastern and Indian friends refer to themselves as brown. So not sure who has the lock on that particular color. But uh, yeah. you're right, we're all gonna have to we, share it. Yeah, we share it. <laughs> Sure. So anyway, I digress. Um, beyond the cultural anomalies, Dennis and I quickly realized that our passions and goals are very much like aligned. Yeah. And, uh, you know, John and I share lots of uh, stuff in common. You know, we're, we're both very much into sports. Uh, we like we love design, of course. Uh, we yeah. both love hip hop. Uh, we, we have similar with similar taste in music and 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 besides all that like but, but design always made like a full circle back in, yeah. in some sort of way and and uh, we did a lot of collaborations together also you should probably mention some of that stuff yeah yeah um, he was a perfect person to collaborate and hang out with and we would just like geek out about design 
jam about, about you know basically like redesigning an entire company's re, uh, UI <laughs> together. I remember one time sitting with uh, Dennis as he was working on like a redesign of RDO. So we're at iOS 20 right now. Where y'all at Apple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere Alan Dye saying like we're focusing on actual priorities to make money. <laughs> uh. Screw priorities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. iPhone voice memos that mic drop. <laughs> no, uh, Alan Dye's not listening. So anyway, we get we geek out way too much about the industry, and uh, Dennis even more so than me. Dennis is like that guy who will know everything that's going on at all times. Like, hey, have you heard of this new tool that came out like five minutes ago called Super Proto? <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> so, uh, See, be- people know. don't know there's actually a Google Alerts for people like me dedicated to products. Yeah, I just and, I just don't share. And it. people also don't know that Dennis has stake in Product Hunt, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So Hi, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you can like you know follow Dennis on Twitter for like twenty industry updates a day, <laughs> and he'll make sure you keep very much <laughs> in yeah. touch with things. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we finally pulled him out to DC to the ballet after recruiting for like years on years on years. So like glad that we're both out here living our dreams and yeah. like the joy of life is the journey. So like Absolutely. I can't think of anyone else I'd rather have this and, UX journey with. And the beautiful part about that is just that I feel like in some sort of way, we're just getting started. Like, I feel that uh, both of us are like getting close to that climax of our careers. And and I'm just excited. And this podcast hopefully will be a documentary of that of that vision and those goals that John and I always talk about. Um, So it's going to be kind of nice to record that uh, as it happens some of the cooler stuff that we did earlier in our friendship was also like a lot of hackathons and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things. Like we attended hackathons together. The first one that we did together was USA Today. Hackathons tend to have like five person teams, mostly consisting of hardcore developers. Yeah. But uh, our team was just two UXers and uh, we did pretty well in it. Um, we got two mm-hmm. awards, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, we had uh, best uh, overall and our best in design, something of that sort. And we did like a food delivery app called Yummier, which turned out so well that we even considered moving on with it in the future as a startup, but <laughs> yeah. didn't really do it. Um, Dennis calls it like the uh, <laughs> E24. E- yeah, yeah. yeah, E24 before it was E24. Yeah. So yeah, in eight hours of total time, we designed it in a way that had a flow no more of two taps within any range of the application. And mm-hmm. um, and Dennis was doing most of the visual design. I did most of the front end dev work and interactions and whatnot, and like more or less just a JavaScript uh, build. Uh, we yeah. uh, threw in the Yellow Pages API, if my memory is correct, and exported it through PhoneGap. Yeah. So yeah. PhoneGap, man, I haven't heard that one come up uh, in a long time, actually. What is PhoneGap? Yeah, what's PhoneGap? Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I use just pure Swift now. <laughs> just <laughs> just, you know, just pure JavaScript. Essentia, yeah. Essentia, what? You, what JavaScript? This is iOS. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, anyway. a good, that was a great, great hack. Like, I didn't even think it was possible, but we won first prize twice. Yeah, and I was like, wait, incredible. what? We're first. We're Dennis, first again. Yeah, Dennis came through with some world class branding uh, in less than an hour, and uh, <laughs> it's it was all quick. about it's all about the story. Exactly, it was yeah. quick, easy to use. It was actually kind of. Um, a great example of the power of user experience within an app because Absolutely. the clarity of our user experience and the clarity of our app presentation to the judging panel alone kind of gave us a bit of an advantage and so um yeah it was really interesting to see that and uh we you know completed it with a live phone call uh to a pizza place uh <laughs> during the presentation uh, just to add some sense of uh, like a dramatic flair to it so it kind of helped prove a lesson in the necessity of like you know ux within the uh mix but also yeah. uh you know um showed us that we can actually do things a little bit better if we actually brought a you know an actual full out back end dev onto yep. the projects. So for future hackathons, we kind of formed a dream team merging with like a group of three hardcore developers to kind of balance out our team. Shout out to Steve, Tarek, and Mike Evans, who uh, Dennis told me now works at Twitter. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, and we we got together for a hackathon, and uh, well, it's, it did us talk about. It. Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. It was at this uh, you know startup hub called Seventeen Seventy Six in DC, and John and I were both super excited to see you know this tech and startup hub come to the DC area because um, there's there's definitely talent in DC. We just need to give them a platform where they can kind of just step in and and do their thing. So at this hackathon, we I guess we kind of created like a carpool sharing yeah, application. Yeah, it, was it was like a, super cool. Yeah, it was a, a cool app called Slugger, um, named after the DC Slug Line, which is rideshare, uh, and it was pretty much Lyft before Lyft. You know, yeah. uh, so much wasted potential in the whole startup thing. Yeah, but that's what happens when you don't ship fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, was, and DC also wasn't that big of a culture for entrepreneurship in that sense as well, which sure. is something that I really appreciated. 1776 for kind of you know bringing a culture for having that like you know that incubator thing going on yeah so that was definitely like a fun a fun time like we met some cool people it was 48 hours it was great programming beautiful experience all done within a 48 hour hackathon yeah so uh those uh that was the glorious beginning of our collabos speaking of beginnings do you remember the first couple things you ever designed yeah i specifically i have two clear memories of my first things that i designed um as as we mentioned uh, we're both big hip-hop fans and it's been like that for me ever since i was a little kid and uh one of the first things that i designed was a hip-hop website where you can uh download music (laughs) and uh i didn't know it at the time but it was actually illegal uh to do that but uh i at at that time it was also very popular to use uh flash specifically Mm -hmm. like in intro, so when you would go to like a Shout dot com, out to Flash, oh Metro man, Media. Flash is just, just the best. <laughs> Never got the credit it deserved because of the abuse, but great tool. That's for <laughs> yeah. prototyping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and uh, animation. But uh, anyways, so when you would go to a website, uh, all the cool kids would use like these Flash intros. So you would go into a website and you'd be like, you know, whatever dot com, and whatever dot com be like boom, doom, chop, boom, boom, ch- like a Flash intro, and then it would go into the site. Um, so that was like one of the cool things you could do with Flash. So, so I had a, a website called Killer Freestyles, and then it got shut down because I got a, a, a notice from good old the, the RIAA. Music. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, we picked industry. up on the fact that you have the best business model ever, <laughs> but you can't do that. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, okay, we got right. together and we decided, you know, what, Dennis, we can't, we just can't good. let him do this. Yeah. They're like, uh, so the letter was like, dear stupid. <laughs> I sent that old like the YouTube like man face. That's oh. <laughs> like, a car. What is that? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny. Like, cause cause the the headline or the the subject line of the email is like, "Hey, let's catch up," and then you open it. <laughs> it's, like... it's just a YouTube yeah, just, yeah. face, slant face. So the the second thing that I remember uh, was um, mixtapes. So at the time when I was doing this website and and downloading music and all this stuff, I would make uh mixtapes and sell them at school nice. and the one thing that would separate me from other kids doing the same was the experience that you would get when i would sell you a mixtape yeah it wasn't just like a cd with like a marker on it that said like the latest top yeah. 10 hip-hop like i gave you a sleeve i gave you a cover a track list so you know i guess that's where the the user experience design started for me because <laughs> nice, I, nice. I made sure that it was an emotional experience when you bought from me but uh for, okay. so 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 that was the the two clear memories for me what are the the two 
first design. Yeah. Oh, by the way, didn't I mention too? He also had a very successful cigar block, um, and this mm -hmm. was just one of the most impressive things to me. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He. Um, well, then it's, it'd be great if you told that story yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Three things now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was called the Cigar Spy, and at the time I was getting into cigars and I was meeting friends and they were into cigars and I got into it. And I started just writing on my own, uh, like little memories or, or just like uh, reviews that I can go back to. And then it quickly went from me just looking at these reviews to like thousands of people <laughs> a month. And, yeah. and it just grew from there. And then I, and I created a website called The Cigar Spy, which uh, the content is now owned by another cigar blog. But at the time, uh, I didn't know it, but my last name Camacho is actually like a super popular cigar brand yeah i discovered this when i was in switzerland actually like uh, getting mm -hmm. some cuban cigars for dennis and <laughs> i saw the camacho brand all over the place i'm like oh my god this is so cool yeah <laughs> it was super cool and i don't know i i to this day i think my last name had something to do with the success of the cigar <laughs> blog like i really want to know what this guy says about <laughs> yeah exactly like, he's like the and i would go to, to like events and they'd be like oh how's hector doing <laughs> I was like, Hector? Oh, he must be one of the guys from the Camacho brand. Oh, yeah, he's doing good. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great. And I did a lot of design work on that as well. And it just, like, design was always with me. Nice, yeah. nice. So what about you? What, what are some of the first things? You know, you the thing that got my, like, interaction design gears going, um, mm -hmm. I spent, like, my uh, youth, my elementary school uh, years in uh, Japan. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nintendo culture really did it for me. I was a um, NES. This is the 90s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pretty much Nintendo was always really good at, like, putting through great emotions in their design. And oh, yes. things just always just felt very fun, very easy to do. And, uh, and so it made... NES, my preference over Sega. Nice. Ironically, there's a Sega Genesis sitting over here a, <laughs> a few, few feet from few us right now. <laughs> that suggests the opposite: a working Sega Genesis next uh, Which we nearby a working Atari. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but Follow yeah, Nintendo us on got Instagram. The, mm -hmm. Yeah, and Nintendo always got the gears uh, going. My, one of my earlier inspirations was Shigeru Miyamoto, and um, yeah, so that started um, things. And mm -hmm. uh, then I had this moment in art class in elementary school where I was just like, you know what? I wonder if I could like freehand draw like some, you know, super iconic pieces of art with color <laughs> pencils. So yeah. I randomly started off by freehand drawing the Mona Lisa. Wow. Uh, like you just a, went straight for like I went straight for it. Yeah. Piece. I was just like, you know what? Leonardo, I gotcha. Yeah. That's, a, that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just randomly just like Jordan and my teacher, um, that's awesome. Yeah, the teacher was just like, you know, just raving over. It's like, oh my god, this is so good. And she like posted on the wall of the uh, classroom and kept it there and, and the entire time I was at the school. And so it really like gave me a lot of confidence yeah. in art. And then uh, I phased into like the '90s uh, shoe scene, uh, which is like you know oh, during the '90s, like yes. basketball shoes, yes. design shoe designs were absolutely incredible. Mm. And uh, you know I had a pair of uh, Sean Kemp's, and those just inspired so yeah. many different random designs. So in like my fantasy world, yeah. I always had this alternative reality world going in my mind about <laughs> you know where I wish I was <laughs> in life. That still kind of is there, yeah. <laughs> but at that time it was like I'm you know just some big shoe designer where all these That's like awesome. players come to me it's like hey you got anything new for me <laughs> and like my ideal player at the time was like reggie miller i am a big pacers fan yeah not too many people call Which out reggie because i'm a bulls fan so. yeah yeah no all right and yeah i'm a pacers fan and they bulls had the best of us during that particular yeah. era oh, yeah. but uh reggie miller was my man yeah i love reggie miller he never had a pair of signature shoes but my dream was to you know be his like go-to shoe designer and be That'd like awesome. hey yo, john what you got for me oh man check this out what do you think about this 
you know. These are trash. <laughs> <laughs> so Reggie, you know, I know you're a commentator now, but I still got you. Yeah. You know, still got you. Nice. You know, yeah. So, um, so, and after that, um, my first, uh, oh, then it phased into video game creation. A friend mm. of mine got together and we decided that we wanted to be video game creators. And so we taught ourselves visual basic and just played around with like, you know, this notion of programming. And that kind of got this whole unicorn thing started where I was like doing like a split developer designer. Yeah. Um, and uh, one, the one great thing about creating video games is it kind of creates that mentality of making, you know, being good at both. Yeah. You kind of have to have a good visual sense. Um, oh, yeah. And um and my first official web project came in high school where there was a cheerleader I had a crush on. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. And uh, I overheard her and her friends talking about how they need like a, a site of some sort to post like cheerleader videos. Oh, man, the research. Uh, yeah, yeah. The research was awesome. <laughs> and I wasn't really into that part of things. It was more of a very linear focus to get with this particular cheerleader whose name I'm not going to mention. But I... <laughs> the one user was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like jumped in. I was like, you know, I can make a website. I can make a website. Yeah. And the lead cheerleader was just like, um, yeah, do you have any work you could show us? Like pretty much giving me like an interview for like a basic high school website. Nice. I pulled out interviews. So like I was like, oh, yeah. So I just like kind of put together a portfolio. And that portfolio was pretty much like my portfolio. Like that was the first <laughs> and only project on it. Yeah. At the time, I didn't really think of like um, using like all of my other designs and sketches and, and video yeah. game stuff because like I got so siloed into thinking, oh, it's web design and web design only, right. which is kind of a thing I encourage people to not do if you're starting a design as well. Like just put any if when you're first starting off your first portfolio, just put anything that's good up there, you know, and anything yeah. that you can use to tell a story about your process, especially if it's some like problem that's being solved for people. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, there's nothing cool. greater than that thrill of actually building my first website, typing language into a notepad file, HTML and CSS to be exact, yeah. and seeing those designs, you know, appear in a browser. It just created this, you know, this um, spirit where I could create my own destiny. And that kind of began the obsession. Nice. So I, I think we're coming close to the end of this episode. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, what are the goals of the podcast? What are you hoping to achieve? Yeah, I kind of want to help be a resource for people and share some of the things that I share with designers that I mentor, but to the public. Yeah. And also to create a fun conversation of designers talking about what they enjoy. Um, it's kind of like a YouTube channel that I love that does this with hip hop called Dead End Hip Hop. Mm -hmm. um, it's always fun hearing others discuss topics that um, you like think about daily and experiences that I share with them. You know? Yeah. But um, what about you? Yeah. Uh, for me, I would love to reach out to the self-taught designer. Uh, the designer who fell in love with design, not because it pays the bills, but because they found a passion or something special in design. Um, the self-designer who hustled and stayed up late nights learning new stuff on their own. Yeah. I, I, I want to share my, my ups and downs and how I've overcome those struggles as a self-taught designer. And I just want to help and, and grow these self-taught designers coming up and also share the experiences of what it's like to work at these... Uh, cool companies that we're at so that's all for today's episode if you have any questions and want the latest design news you should join our design community by following our facebook page you can find us on facebook.com forward slash friends who design you can also find me on twitter at dennis camacho and make sure to find me on linkedin at dennis camacho where can they find you john on twitter i'm at john angelo on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash john angelo on Google, it's google.com forward slash plus John Angelo. And my website is johnangelo.com. Nice. Our apologies to Johnny Ive. We run out of time. Sorry, Johnny. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>